I V M. Hi, welcome to another episode of a show about crypto. This show has been on quite the journey, and we've made it all the way to Ethereum. And on that note, from Ethereum, I want to launch into our next topic, which is a word that comes up very, very often in the crypto discussion, and that is altcoins. And to talk to me about altcoins, I have with me today uh, the very genial Akshay Agarwal, who is the chief and co-founder of Blockchain India, which is a community of blockchain enthusiasts that are trying to see how they can leverage the blockchain to solve a bunch of India's problems. Akshay, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Rohan, for having me. I've been looking forward to you know a lot of your content, and it's a pleasure to be here with you. No pressure, no pressure. So I'm going to launch straight <laughs> into the first question, which I have, which is now that we're here, what Akshay, what is an altcoin, and how does it affect my life? Sure. So yeah, so I think you've you've spoken about Bitcoin, uh, or you've spoken about Ethereum, right? Yes. Um, you know, it's it's very important to see that. Everything in the industry sort of started with Bitcoin, right? And until very recently, about eighty percent of the total value uh, of the whole industry was dominated by Bitcoin, right? Right. So we came up with this term "alternate coin" as to you know give everything else this everything else apart from Bitcoin this name, right? So Ethereum is was the first altcoin that became popular. After Bitcoin, right? Ripple so Ethereum is one. also an altcoin. It just happens exactly. to now be the biggest of altcoins, and so we yeah. sort of talk about it on its own terms. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I think you know I, I really worked strongly for Ethereum since the very first. I think I think at least since 2016. Yeah. So Ethereum sort of dominating altcoins, but then there are so many others that have that are producing value. For example, Ripple is one which is used for cross border remittances. I'm sure we'll talk. A little further yes. into use cases, we have Brave, uh, you know, which is a whole new browser in itself, and it's got its token called BAT. Then we have Stellar, again a remittances coin. We have Meme coins. We have, we have so much happening in the crypto space. So basically, there are about seven thousand other coins. Seven thousand—that's a lot of coins. So what? <laughs> what problems do these coins solve? What is mm-hmm. sort of the raison d'être? Is what I want to know. What is? What, 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 why does a Cardano exist? Why does an Ethereum exist? Why does a Polygon exist? Why do any of these things exist? And what do these 7,000 things do? Or what are they trying to do that Bitcoin does mm-hmm. that they want to catch up with? Exactly. So I think if you look at, you know, where the industry started, Bitcoin was just, the idea was internet money, right? But right. then there was no structure surrounding it. So, you know, you have a currency, but you don't have a whole set of financial, uh, you know, kind of institutions, all of that surrounding that currency, right? We have, we have this whole idea of a parallel decentralized infrastructure for finance. And, you know, most of it is powered by smart contracts, which is what Ethereum mm-hmm. invented. You know, so right. basically it is this automated way of saying that if this happens, then, you know, it will trigger some action through code, right? And most of the times it's about you got something that you ordered online and hence, you know, from the contract, your money will be released to the merchant, right? Or the seller, right? So, I mean, that's how smart contracts started. Using smart contracts, not only was this financial parallel created, but there was also, you know, completely this new world of internet, what we call as Web3, right? Which has money as well as, you know, uh, you know, the whole internet, which is information-based 
right? All right. you know, sort of amalgamated into one, right? right? And then when you look at internet, it it has so many use cases, and hence you know there's a parallel coin to every use case, right? So that's that's broadly how you would say, uh, you know, those seven thousand coins are relevant. Right. Okay. So, what are something like? Okay, I'm going to use another word that pops up, and that a lot of people have been hyping for the last few words. So, what does a Cardano do in terms of where where does a Cardano sit? Is this something that is now sitting on the Ethereum network? Is it sitting on its own network? Are these altcoins? Are a lot of them leveraging the Ethereum network to then base their uh, currencies off of? And in that case, are they then? My follow up question is. Are every are are most altcoins or are a lot of altcoins dependent on Ethereum for survival? And what happens to these coins if, say, God forbid, uh, something shitty happens to Ethereum at some yeah. point in the future? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think uh, you know three questions. I'll first answer the first one. Ethereum is a smart contracting language, which is you know for the non-techies, it's kind of you know a parallel to the internet, right? Internet is divided into HTTP, you know, SMTP, which is where email lies, right? So all of right. those applications, but those are the infrastructural layers, right? That's being replaced by layer ones, which is championed by Ethereum, right? right. Bitcoin is also a layer one technology, but uh, you know, the idea is with the world of web, Ethereum sort of championed the whole use case. Then comes Cardano and other lights, which are kind of like alternatives to Ethereum because Ethereum first came with the idea. But then, you know, various founders of Ethereum went on. So Cardano is uh, started by Charles Haskinson, who was earlier one of the co-founders of Ethereum, right? right. But there's this huge set of problems because it was so new as a technology. There were, there were these set of problems and specifically it was about scale, right? When Rohan Joshi does a show, there's so many people watching, right? Blockchain can't handle that right now, right? Okay. Because of that, you know, the founders started... Cardano, Polkadot, and these are more scalable infrastructure layers. So that's how they differentiate from Ethereum. Now to your second question, if something happens to Ethereum, does that jeopardize the whole industry? I would say it's kind of the same how if something happens to Bitcoin, the whole industry will take a hit because it has about 40% of the value now, right? Sure. So, so, you know, it's it's close to about a trillion now, whereas the market is sitting at two and a half trillion dollars. If you look at Ethereum, it's probably about you know six hundred billion, right? But it is kind of the most promising area after Bitcoin, and hence what we see it as is, if if something happens to Ethereum, all the use cases that are getting built on top of Ethereum, they might go on to build on other layer ones. But you know, people that invested in that you know believed in the proposition of Ethereum will definitely doubt everyone else that's solving the same proposition. Sure. Yeah. Because if the market market leader, for want of a better word, is suddenly looking shaky, that's going to make people doubt, I'm guessing, the entire system, right? Exactly, exactly. So the problem sort of was first itself brought to light by Ethereum, right? And, you know, now everybody is solving the same problem. Oh, that's fantastic. What are certain functions? What are altcoins that you are currently excited about in terms mm-hmm. of where you go, hey, these are coins that I think serve some pretty cool functions. And again, mm-hmm. this is not an investment advice show. So you don't, we don't necessarily have to talk about them as speculative assets or um, things mm-hmm. that are moving or anything like that. But what's what's an altcoin that you look at and you go, hey, I 100% see why this thing exists and I 100% see the problems that this thing is solving. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, first let's bracket out the geeky stuff, right? So the infrastructure parts of things are 
you know, major area because when you look at, you know, the traditional world, you have these marketplaces, right? I, right. I see, I see, you know, these infrastructure layers as decentralized marketplaces, right? So Ethereum, Polkadot, Cardano, you know, Polygon, which is, you know, a different way of solving it. It's a layer two. Right. But again, you know, very much integral or parallel. I mean, I would say it, it goes, uh, you know, right alongside Ethereum, right? Helps Ethereum's ecosystem in a lot of ways. So all of these would be very useful. Then there is, you know, the idea of smart contracts are only as efficient as the data that comes to it, right? right. So the idea is if I'm, I'm, you know, building these contracts over crap data, you know, crap results are going to happen, right? So that's okay. why we have... Give me an example of crap data. Sorry, just to, to take yeah. it from the abstract to the specific. Yeah. So for example, there's this application called Augur. What that does is enables betting, right? And right. you could, you know, it's, it's a whole space where you could enable prediction market, right? So let's say uh, tomorrow, you know, if, if you're betting on whether Rahul Gandhi is going to be, a pres- uh, you know, the Prime Minister of India at some point in time, you're going to, you know, and people are betting on it. Uh, of all the say- futures and option trades on the planet, <laughs> you had to pick that one. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Great. Okay, but let's go with that. Okay, let's go with yeah. that. We're we're betting on Rahul Gandhi to be the, the the president or the prime minister of this country at some point in the future. I'm on this platform. What happens? Yeah. So let's say you know at some point it does happen that Rahul Gandhi becomes the prime minister, but then you know there is so then there comes this you know this group of people that says okay we we have control of the you know blockchain ecosystem. Let's provide them data that says exactly the opposite, right? And says that, you know, uh, you know, somebody else sort of came to power, uh, let's say Mamta Banerjee f- for this use case, right? So in that, in that particular area, you, if that data is forged, the smart contract that you bet on saying, you know, a particular outcome, you will lose even in, even when your bet was right, right? Even when you predicted right. it right. So in that whole use case, data becomes very important, right? Because every contract is going to be triggered through that data, right? And hence, there needs to be a decentralized way of sourcing this data. And that has to be, you know, you know, foolproof in terms of nobody can scam it or hack it, right? So that use case is being championed by Chainlink across the globe. Then we have Teller, we have you know, an Indian homegrown startup that's called uh, Razor Network that's doing the same. I think I, I really like all three of these. These are all infrastructure oriented, right? Then there is, you know, again, a lot more tech use cases. For example, you know, kind of data interacting with APIs. Uh, these are, you right. know, sort of ways wherein different applications interact with each other, right? And, you know, Graph3 is sort of, popul- uh, you know, popularizing that whole use case, right? And, and you know, it has its own token. So, GRT is one of the infrastructure tokens that I really like. But apart from that, I think, you know, what I'm really excited about, you know, advertising being decentralized because the whole internet kind of runs on this economic model of the masses consuming content being, right. you know, absolutely you know, negligible for it. And then you you have this way of, you know, sort of advertising them, you know, products that are relevant to them, right? Or may, right. may not even be relevant to them. So, you know, there is this whole founder of, uh, you know, uh, JavaScript as a language, which is a major paradigm in, in the computing world. Uh, so he has come up with, uh, you know, he, he also came up with Mozilla, right? So okay, Mozilla, right. Firefox, the, yeah. the browser. So he's come up with a parallel browser that's built on Chrome, but uses a token called BAT, right? Right. A basic attention token is its full form, right? So that's a huge one because I feel that way content creators 
tend to get paid. They also have a feature if you're consuming content, a certain portion of it also, I mean, the money that it, it sort of makes also comes back to you. And then, you know, okay. different applications that are sort of integrating to make it happen. They also get a piece of that whole data, right? So, so I mean, you're saying if you're consuming content, Mm-hmm. part of the money comes back to you. Explain that to yeah. me. I, I find that fascinating. Yeah, what so magic example, world is this where I can get paid to <laughs> consume content? Tell yeah, me so more. <laughs> yeah, so for example, you know, I'm I'm watching uh, your content and you have a partner, let's say Reliance got, you know, sort of sharing some information about a new product that they came up with, right? right. And and they pay the they pay the platform or you to you know sort of uh, bring bring high quality content as well as you know share information around their product. So what will happen is because I am giving my attention to you to you and the platform that's broadcasting that stream to me. What you know that that whole channel of money will flow through cryptocurrencies. So right. Reliance will end up paying in crypto points and that will be disbursed into first the content creator then right. you know uh, the application and, and at last us right as as uh, you know sort of people that are viewing your uh, stream right so are you telling me that the BAT sorry to interrupt yeah. you telling me that a basic attention token is literally that I'm getting paid for my attention yeah exactly and in as many point, words yeah, we yeah, finally yeah. found a way to increase people's <laughs> attention spans. We all saw we had to do. We had to monetize the attention span. That's all we ever had to do. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, that's garnering about ten million users a month, right? For their, uh, you know, browser, right? right? I have been using it for about two odd years myself. Yeah. So that's that's okay. live. That's working well. Oh wow, that is fantastic. Uh, so. Does again, this is where we're coming to altcoins, right? There's bitcoins mm-hmm. and then there's altcoins. So, my question here is if there's a hard fork in Bitcoin, uh, mm-hmm. and Bitcoin's had several hard forks over the years, mm-hmm. does every hard fork then sort of count as an altcoin, or are we still looking at that as a Bitcoin derivative? No, I would say you know, everything that comes off, if, if it's if it has you know enough of a utility, right, mm-hmm. uh, or segregates. Uh, itself away from Bitcoin in a meaningful way, it will all be altcoins because, you know, there's that one coin that started the whole industry and there are these alternate coins that got inspired and, you know, are are going for different use cases, right? Right. So it's all kind of, uh, you know, in its own way, an alternate coin. Right. Okay. So to now come to another question, you mentioned yourself that there are, we're looking at 7,000 different coins here and like any other market and, use the stock market again as an analogy because it's the closest one that I can come to. You have, you could have thousands of stocks out there and obviously some of them could be absolute horse shit or could be scams or could be any of those things. But in the case of a stock market, you have say a SEBI or you have a regulator yeah. that can step in and regulate them. So today the people who are stepping into this world who might step into an exchange and find 7,000 coins Coins that are often when when you log on to an exchange for the first time, like say for example, even today, right? If I log into a coin switch uh, mm-hmm. and I go to what's happening in the market, I'll see gainers that are pumping like crazy. Exactly. Uh, but again, that's not necessarily an indication of actual substance. So, mm-hmm. in a world that has seven thousand altcoins, where I can look at say an Ethereum or a Cardano uh-huh. and be like, hey, okay, this is a blue chip. I have done enough yeah. reading and I've sort of checked this thing to be like, this is a blue chip. But yeah. the other 6,998, how do I, how do I, and this is a question that's come up across time, across episodes. How mm-hmm. do I stop myself or what can I do to 
protect myself from being scammed by sure. loser coins or by people who are clearly in it just to sort of pump and dump or make money and then get out of the game yeah so i think you know these are fundamentals that you also look at you know analyzing stocks right what is right. the business that it's solving right now e-commerce mm-hmm. or anything to do with logistics attached to e-commerce is you know is going to bring value right a lot of sure. people saw it 10 12 years ago right um, right so so if you're able to see those value points in this ecosystem which will really you know be be uh kind of fundamental to using this new internet or new financial paradigm right so so i think in that particular case you would be okay to invest right then there right. are other use cases in the viral right so for example doge coins you know all meme coins for yep. for, for example yep. right so so those are good or they have that feel good factor or you know i would say they also have that influence over the masses if it goes you know if it's getting so much of attention you you can sway them into a particular direction for sure right so all of those things that you see that a lot of people will pay attention to or will consume you know that's that's a great way of doing it but on your due diligence side what you do is you figure out you know who, what is the team behind it right what have right. they been doing before this do they have a little bit of background let's say about the industry is there someone that has background in about you know the broader tech area that will be used to enable it right and and if you don't have that then you know you can look at uh, you know content of you know people that do technical analysis right so what they do is they go line by line through codes they understand it they basically broadly outline you know what piece of code does what and right. you know how much of it can be changed without community say so let's say today you 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 know there is this for example tether is another mm-hmm. state, you know another coin but its value stays the same it's not it's tethered to the us it. dollar right literally it's called exactly. tether because it's tethered to the us dollar absolutely absolutely so usdt uh, or tether basically you know retains that 1 dollar value right, right. And, you know there will be no there, there would be nothing that will change its value to let's say 1.5 dollars or tomorrow it's not going to skyrocket to 40 dollars but all of this is determined by code right and if the right. uh, tether team will has access to all of the code and they can change it whenever they feel like you know the whole use case could change from a stable coin to probably that of a bitcoin if it has to right, right. so the idea is you have to understand how much of it is in the hands of the team can they you know do whatever right. they 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 want to do and that's where code or governance comes in and you know these right. are broader areas where you realize whether you know something is worth investing in because you sure. know it has control of the community you know most of the time what we realize is you know one is the use case technical stuff all of that but then the other thing is you know we have come into this world where we're trying to get away from centralized institutions right, right. and if we're going to create new centralized institutions that's going to be a problem right so um, it should be in the hands of the community one of the things you're looking absolutely. for is ideally you want to look at a coin where like the community can change things but there is absolutely. not one unilateral for want of a better word here and i just use the word for you, there's not a zuckerberg who can just be like switch algorithm has changed forever and there's not a damn yeah. thing you guys can do about it exactly exactly so that's that's exactly you know what decentralized or decentralized governance m- means and its importance is a lot when you're looking at evaluating a coin right so i think that's how you would probably broadly uh, you know value all of these altcoins so on you brought up a word in your last answer that i have been very curious to talk about since the start of this recording mm-hmm. what 
on and th- and this is one of my favorite things about i have to say is one of my favorite things about the crypto and blockchain space is mm-hmm. the fact that uh, they're inventing new financial jargon that is just significantly more entertaining <laughs> than old financial jargon which brings me to my question of what on earth is a meme coin and what is a shit coin and i can't wait to watch the guys on cnbc have to look straight in the camera and use the words meme coin and shit coin while wearing their fancy suits so please tell me what meme coins and shit coins are yeah so i think you know easier ones would be you know sort of shit coins anything that broadly you know uh, you know is not of value to uh you know the so called experts in the ecosystem they start calling right. it shit coins right so right. for example for the longest time doge coin and you know i'll get into you know how doge coin gets us to the next part of the same question right but doge coin was considered as the biggest shit coin right even when right. it had yep. you know a lot of market cap so so you know the idea is just a use case that has gone pro- gotten prop- uh, popularity but does not have substance according to the uh, you know experts or the broader community they are called shit coins right it's the salman um, khan of coins basically where the critics are constantly <laughs> writing it off but bhai ka picture hai to matlab sab log aayega first day first show like bhai ka fan base alag hi hai right i'm not i'm not even disparaging salman khan what's like that's what it is right because you have a bunch of experts going ye kya hai matlab ye kaun sa coin hai jis pe kutte ka chehra hai but people are just like nee bhai bahut maza aa raha hai ye dekh ke yeah exactly exactly but that there's the, like the second side of all of this which is you know meme coins are kind of replicating uh, you know the attention that you know various trends get or you know right. for example the roast i think i think it was the biggest rage at the town it still is in a lot of ways i've seen it probably 20 times that you know aib did but uh, rohan I, you know i'll be honest the- with you i'm really hoping that i can uh, use some of these bitcoin investments to pay off my legal fees eventually <laughs> now that you mentioned the roast it's it's the only way i'm going to be able to afford them it's <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i hope so i hope so i think bitcoin's definitely you know uh, creating a huge space uh, for itself and you know other coins as well but yeah the idea is rohan there you see uh, you know a lot of these virality built in right into the coins right mm-hmm. so for example a crypto is only as good as or any currency is only as good as the ecosystem supporting it right sure. so if you see a lot of community taking part into a meme coin which is you know probably the most popular is doge coin and that was popularized by uh, you know elon musk but it still had value before that the only problem right. was there was no utility to it there was no mm-hmm. technology real technology behind it but it was just based on virality right? right now in a philosophical way it has a lot of value as well because see uh, you know every time you look at um, you know a meme there is an imprint of what it's saying that goes on into your head right yes. and with these continuous stream of memes if you can channelize into uh, it into one coin that's you know really powerful if we do it right or wrong both ways right so so that is where meme coins get value i think you know in the future what will also happen is for example dogecoin has shiba you know as the dog yep. that represents yep. it, right i'm a dog lover every day my love for you know dogs grow right so right. the idea is that over time i will it can be used to gain uh, you know sort of confidence or uh, likes of people like me who like you know who interface with dogs who live with dogs right and then right. you could potentially see them you know transcending into marketplaces focused on products for animals or dogs or right. you know that way so i think in the future there are a lot of ways that this could go and i'm really you know uh, hopeful that it will end up to you know some good e-commerce play if nothing else 
this is this is no no this is the future that the internet has always promised us uh, an entire financial <laughs> system based solely on the strength of the the cuteness of dogs and cats this is where we were always <laughs> headed from day one this was always the future we we knew this um, what yeah. is it that attracts people to meme coins because they've become is it what i want to understand it is it just the on the one hand there's the value proposition of it uh-huh. as you mentioned on the yeah. other hand and this is something that i've wondered ever since i started reading about sure. the crypto space is one of the other things that makes meme coins attractive just the i i don't know if i'm using this word right but the anarchy of them mm-hmm. in a sense like is is it almost a way of saying that you know what yes you have we have this fiat currency and these notes that are signed and this thing and they've got all these things but you know what fuck you i put my weight behind this dog yeah and i yeah. think that's amazing <laughs> and just mm-hmm. that's it is there an element of that or is that something that we now read into a lot just because of the culture around um and this is whether it's happening in clubhouse rooms or whether it's what elon musk said today or yeah. all of that no so i think it's more than you know just what was happening in the real world and and the reason is because you now have any coin that you buy you know you have now your incentive linked to you know its growth or or you know mm-hmm. price sort of going up or down, or down uh, you know you you tend to lose a lot of money and hence you see a lot of people when it comes about financial benefits uh, you know you see a lot of people really championing the cause for it they want to support their money or their you know sort of ecosystem right and hence auto you know almost becomes like a parallel religion of its own kind right sure. so for you know very initially i've i've launched about i think 12 Uh, you know protocols in india ethereum's for profit consensus was also something that you know me and my team launched in india and we saw that you know when we started you know working with different teams every team had a problem with us getting linked to you know a, a parallel uh, sort of offering right, right. So, so that was uh, you know something that we realized early on and i think it took us about a year or so to get past that now i think everybody is sort of coming on to the maturity that you know it's not going to be one ecosystem that takes it all but broadly right. all ecosystems are going to be aligned together because you know for example anybody that talks about smart contract you know not only powers its own protocol but it also sure. you know uh, powers ethereum's uh, you know value prop right it just explains what the problem is right sure. the belief grows and and it's vice versa if ethereum talks about smart contracts anybody that's building smart contract protocol is also going to get value right Correct. it's just the same it's just the Correct. same and that's why everybody is kind of interdependent right now at least till the industry penetrates to the mass audience right which which mm-hmm. makes sense because that was one of the things that was difficult for me in the last couple of years reading about crypto etc if sometimes if you go on forums religious mm-hmm. is a great word to use because people have uh, a zeal that sometimes borders on the hateful in terms yeah. of for other coins like today exactly. if you are a doge coin then for all the other coins it's just like fuck you you're the worst um <laughs> so i'm really hoping that we do get to this maturity that you're talking about because like you said i don't think this is going to be a one guy takes all market yeah. you're definitely going to have these elephants in the room whether it's bitcoin or eth and you're going to have the whales that hold and exactly. pay large amounts of those but there's no planet on which there's going to be just that one guy absolutely and also it's directly you know ironical to the philosophy that we started the whole space with we're saying that you know everybody should take part in growth everybody should be you know grabbing value let's say that this tech industry true. brings in right and 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 if that's if what it means is democratizing value is the use, you know is the is the sure. base of 
all of this then you need to be supportive of everything that happens here and i think you know people support those who are more open who are collaborative uh, who are sure. more you know support supporting of basically the, you know all the other uh, teams that are building something in the same mm-hmm. direction and i think we've seen that happen a lot in our ecosystem already within the last 5 years right okay that's great because it, the, the one thing that is very worrying for me with the future of cryptocurrency and it's the thing that i hope mm-hmm. that doesn't happen is there's no point in this endeavor if mm-hmm. we're just replacing the sort of toxicity of wall street bros exactly with just a whole new set of wall street bros right exactly exactly like, you might not look and act the wall street bro part but if that's all you're exactly. going to be all over again then what is the point which which brings me to one of my i think my final questions of the show which is another thing that scares me about at least altcoins right now is mm-hmm. um you have a bunch of people and because again i'm guessing right now it's because there are fewer stakeholders it's not decentralized enough for to sort of protect from volatility that comes from whale movements so mm-hmm. which is how do you how do you watch out for a actually wait let me get one of the things what is pumping and dumping and how should people avoid it yeah so i think the idea is that uh, you know you see these these uh you know where movements are like drastic in nature right for example bitcoin was at $60000 it went down to $30000 within a month time right right uh, or i would say one a month and a half right and then you're seeing that it it come back to 50000 right right now so the idea is definitely there's a lot of stuff happening for example institutions are buying in right across mm-hmm. the globe mm-hmm. into you know various of these cryptocurrencies that sort of brings up the price but the idea is when you're looking at quick rich mechanisms when you're looking at coming in today putting in a lot of money and taking them out let's say in 5 days what that does right. is you know that makes you susceptible to other people that know you're going to be involved in this way right a right. lot of things that also happen is everything is automated to a lot of extent in this space right so what can happen is the moment somebody realizes that there are buy signals you know these are probably uh you know more relevant from for tra- from trading point of view right so for example on coin switch if i am you know i am to get in bitcoin again at let's say right. $45000 and i have put mm-hmm. in a, uh, an order already what will happen right. is a lot of people when they have the same kind of orders on various exchanges you know those signals can be used to you know create drastic you know sort of circumstances right for example right. i have the data i can push down the price you know by pumping in money or taking out a lot of money and how this happens sure. is there are there are what we call as whales in the market right which have yes. a lot of coins and they do these coordinated attacks right wherein they they do movements that either they get in or they get out to pump the price or you know sort of bring it down and now the audience sort of automatically gets in at some cases and sometimes they you know they get excited enough to take an emotional decision right right so it's just important to be wary of such drastic movements in the market and not let your emotion sort of follow through on that right so be aware that this happens in the industry this is probably happening only you know i would say one third uh, in the magnitude as, as it used to happen 3 years ago so we're getting to the point that the industry will become big enough and these things might not happen a lot right but yeah it is still a facet of the industry and you have to be aware of that i think that is you know something that you have to be uh, you know smart about or educated about when you're getting into the industry 
Got it. Thank you so much, Akshay. Just to sum up everything that we have learned today or that I have learned mm-hmm. today from this very informative conversation. One mm-hmm. is an altcoin is anything essentially, if I had to simplify the definition, an altcoin is anything that is not based off of Bitcoin that comes mm-hmm. from other technologies and from other protocols. A lot of the altcoins that we see today are built off the Ethereum network, but they don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be. What altcoins mm-hmm. do is they try to solve for other use cases and they try to solve other problems or they try to, if there are existing problems or issues on the network, they try to mitigate mm-hmm. or shrink those down. Mm-hmm. Um, there are meme coins and there are shit coins, a lot of which are influenced by emotions. They're influenced by communities. They're influenced by decisions that people make on the internet in fits Mm -hmm. of anarchy and emotion and all of those things. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that these things have no value or that these things are not representative of community spirit. And Mm -hmm. the other thing that I've learned is that occasionally people in cryptocurrency markets will make large coordinated moves to either pump a coin or to dump a coin. And you've got to watch for that. And when Mm -hmm. things like that happen, be careful to not take emotional decisions. Akshay, have I learned have I learned anything about altcoins, or have you been talking to Rohan? Wow, I, I think you pretty much grasped all of it. <laughs> yes, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Akshay, thank you so much. This has been an extremely informative conversation and a very very entertaining one. Thank you for being on a show about crypto. Akshay Agarwal is of course Blockchain India is of course on Twitter, which can, where it can be found, and on Facebook and all other places where such communities can be found. Akshay, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. It's Thanks been for having great. Me. Not at all, not at all. And now that I have pumped you for information, I shall dump you from this recording. Sorry, that sounds very rude. I was going for the analogy there without realizing how rude that sounds. Not at all, not at all. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, Rohan. It's it's my pleasure actually. Uh, I think uh, you know this is amazing that you're doing something like like this, and the masses are going to be more aware about all of the things that are happening in the crypto world because if you. I hope so because that that's the idea with the show. Because again, one of the things that it's like like we were talking about right finance is one of the things that worried me, especially about this entire space is um, mm-hmm. it's just replacing a bunch of jargon I don't understand about the traditional market with a bunch of new jargon that I don't understand. Exactly. So the yeah. entire point of this show is before we get to investing, before we get to any of this, I want to get to the root of all of these terms that you use and see. And mm-hmm. today's episode on altcoins has been extremely informative in that regard. Thanks, thanks, Rohan. I'm glad that you found me useful. Super! Yeah, thank you. And that's our show. And we'll see you next week with more terms and more things about crypto space explained. Hopefully, and that's it. Bye.